Surah Al-Haqqah Surah Al-Haqqah is a Makki surah and it was revealed even before the conversion of Umar radiallahu anhu. There is a narration in which we learn, this narration is found in Musnad Ahmad, that Umar radiallahu anhu said that before embracing Islam, one day he went out in order to cause some trouble to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But when he found him, he found the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam performing salah in Masjidul Haram. So he stood close to him in order to hear what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would recite. And at that time, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was reciting Surah Al-Haqqah. And as Umar radiallahu anhu was listening to the recitation of Surah Al-Haqqah towards the end of the surah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, we know that there are amongst you mukaddibin. There are those amongst you who deny. And that this is the word of a noble messenger. And it is not the word of a poet. Little it is that you believe. This is not the word of a soothsayer. Little it is that you remember. So Umar anhu, every time he had a doubt or a question in his mind, it would be refuted, it would be answered in the next verse. So it was through this experience that really Iman, it settled in his heart or it began making sense to him. That when he thought, when, as he was listening to the recitation, this sounds like poetry. The Prophet ﷺ recited, this is not the word of a poet. He thought in his heart, this sounds like this man is a soothsayer. He knows matters of the unseen, that he knows what I'm thinking. And the Prophet ﷺ recited, وَمَا هُوَ بِقَوْلِ Kahin. This is not the word of a soothsayer. What is it? This is tanzilum min rabbil alameen. This is revelation from the Lord of the worlds. So this narration shows to us that Surah Al-Haqqah, it was revealed at a very early stage. And as we see, Al-Haqqah, it refers to the day of judgment. In Surah Al-Mulk, we learned about the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His ultimate power and authority. And in the next surah, Surah Al-Qalam, we learned about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the perfection of his character. That, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ And here, and in the following surahs, we will learn about belief in the hereafter. Because in order for our actions to reform, in order for our behavior to improve, there's three things very, very necessary. The first thing is realization that my Lord is there. He is watching me. Iman billah. That has to be strong. Secondly, Iman bil Rasul. Belief in the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And finally, Iman bil Akhirah. Belief in the hereafter. When these beliefs are strengthened within a person, when they take root in the heart of an individual, it is then that true change comes within him. So Surah Al-Haqqah is about the Day of Judgment. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Al-Haqqah. Mal-Haqqah. Wama adraka mal-Haqqah. Al-Haqqah. The inevitable reality. What is that inevitable reality? And what can make you know what is that inevitable reality? Al-Haqqah, from the word Haqq. What does Haqq mean? That which is true, that which is real. Haqqah, 
When something is incumbent, it is due, it must necessarily occur. Al-haqqah, on the structure of fa'ila, meaning one that shall occur. One that is true, it is definite, it is a reality, and one that will become haqq, it is wajib, it is due. It will certainly materialize. It shall certainly occur. Al-haqqah. The Prophet ﷺ in his dua, he would say that the hour is true. Wasa'atu haq. The day of judgment is true. And one of the descriptive names of the day of judgment is that it is al-haqqah. The inevitable reality. The true reality. That will certainly occur. And when it will occur, all realities will become manifest. All secrets and hidden matters will become evident. The day of judgment is al-haqqah. Whether people believe in it or they remain in denial of it. Whether they prepare for it or they pretend as if it's never going to happen. The day of judgment, its reality is that it is al-haqqah. It is definitely going to occur. It is haqq. It is real. Malhaqa. There is a question. What is the haqqa? What is the inevitable reality? And this question is asked rhetorically. Why? To emphasize the enormity of this haqqa. Its importance, its magnitude. And the great things that will occur when this haqqa comes about. Al-haqqah, mal-haqqah. And you see the word al-haqqah, it's just one word, one ayah, one word. Hmm? And usually a sentence has more than just a word. You mention something and then you talk about it. You describe it or you say something about it. So al-haqqah is the mubtada and the khabr, meaning what is to be mentioned after it, that is not mentioned. Why is it not mentioned? Because like this, the listener begins to wonder. He begins to think. He becomes curious. Or he becomes afraid that what is this haqqah? And the question that's in his mind is said out, malhaqah. What is that haqqah? And then the listener is told, وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ malhaqah. And what could make you know what is al-haqqah? Meaning, you can never know on your own what it is. You must listen in order to know what that haqqah is. You cannot figure it out yourself. وَمَا adraka. Adra is from the word diraya. To come to know about something. To be informed about something. To learn about something. What can make you perceive? What could notify you? What could tell you about the haqqah? Nothing could except Allah's word. So listen attentively. وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا You see, there's a question and then another question. So this repeated interrogation, again, it emphasizes the enormity of this day. It emphasizes the horrors of the Day of Judgment. It arouses curiosity and fear in the heart of the listener. So, الْحَاقَّةِ مَا الْحَاقَّةِ وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا كَذَّبَتْ سَمُودِ Samud denied. 
وَعَادٌ And also عَاد denied. What did they deny? بِالْقَارِعَةِ Another name, another descriptive name of the Day of Judgment. So if you see, right after these questions, the haqqa is not explained. It's not explained, it's not described. What's going to happen on that day is not described over here. Instead, what is mentioned is the consequence of those who denied this haqqa. What happened to those who rejected this reality? Was the reality averted just by their rejection? No, the reality did not change just because they deny it. Rather, it was their state that was changed. They suffered. They lost out. كَذَّبَتْ ثَمُودُ وَعَادٌ Samud and Aad denied. Who were these people? Samud to whom Prophet Salih was sent. Aad to whom Prophet Hud was sent. These people, they denied بِالْقَارِعَةِ They denied الْقَارِعَةِ الْقَارِعَةِ Striking calamity From the word قَرَعَ قَافْ رَاعِينَ And قَرَعَ is to knock, to hit one thing on another And as you hit one thing on another What is it that you hear? A loud bang This is قَارِعَةِ The clamor The knocking sound this is qari'ah. So the day of judgment is called qari'ah. Why? Because things will not remain sound anymore. No, they will be struck. They will be struck by the zalzala. They will be broken down and they will be shattered. And there will be a lot of noise and clamor and destruction, total devastation. This is al-qari'ah. So Aad and Samud denied Al-Qari'ah. It is as if what is being said is that do you deny the Haqqa? Do you deny the reality? It's nothing new. Great and mighty nations before you did as well. Look at their fate. فَأَمَّا ثَمُودُ So as for the Thamud, what happened to them? فَأُهْلِكُوا They were destroyed By the overpowering blast. They were destroyed by a طَاغِيَةِ طَاغِيَةِ طَاغَيْنِيَ طَغَى What does طَغَى mean? To cross limits. That which exceeds. This is طَاغِيَةِ so taghiyah is one that excessively transgresses bounds. Because for everything is a limit, maximum. So taghiyah is one that goes beyond that maximum limit. So what is this taghiyah that destroyed the people of Thamud? We learn in the Qur'an that it was a sayha, it was a scream, it was a blast, it was a noise. And this noise was taghiyah, meaning it was an overwhelming roar. Such a noise that had not been witnessed by those people ever. Such a noise that was so loud that it actually killed them. Imagine somebody dying because of a sound. This is how severe and loud the scream was. And in other places in the Qur'an, this scream, this sayha is also described as a rajfa. And rajfa also is an earthquake, meaning that which shakes. Because sound, it also creates movement. 
It's described as sayha. It's described as sa'iqatul adab al-hun. In Surah Al-Dhariyat, it's described as sa'iqa. So loud and so frightening was the sound that it killed them. It destroyed them. فَأُهْلِكُوا بِالطَّاغِيَةِ They couldn't survive that sound. Another interpretation of بِالطَّاغِيَةِ is that they were destroyed because of the طَاغِيَةِ طَاغِيَةِ as in the rebellious person. Their destruction came because of who? Because of the most rebellious person amongst them. And who was he? The man who got up and killed the camel. إِذِمْ بَعَثَ أَشْقَاهَا And the rest of the people, of course, they did not stop him. It is said that his name was Qidar bin Salif. And الطَّاغِيَةِ See the ta at the end, it's supposed to be for a feminine. Correct? But the ta at the end, ta marbuta, it's also used for hyperbole, emphasis or to magnify what is being mentioned. So taghiyah as an extremely rebellious person. Extremely rebellious. You see like the word allamah. Why is there a ta at the end? What's the purpose over there? To emphasize that this person is very, very knowledgeable. So, الطاغيه, extremely rebellious man. How is he extremely rebellious? Because the command was clear, the hujjah was clear, and the instruction was clear, that you don't even touch the camel with evil. You don't intend any evil for the camel. But this man got up and killed the camel. فَأَمَّا ثَمُودُ فَأُهْلِكُوا بِالطَّاغِيَةِ وَأَمَّا عَادٌ And as for the Aad, فَأُهْلِكُوا They were destroyed. بِرِيحٍ With a wind. One nation destroyed because of a sound, a blast. And here another nation destroyed because of a wind. بِرِيحٍ what kind of a wind was it? It was sar-sar. It was violent, noisy, cold. Because the word sar-sar, as we have learned earlier, gives all of these meanings. Screaming, violent, noisy, and extremely cold. So it blew fiercely, very fast, violent, destructive, Noisy because of the fact that it moved so fast and cold also. Sarsar. And this sarsar was also atiyah. It was violent. Atiyah from the root letters ainta wa utu. Balladju fi utuwin. We have done this word many times before. What does it mean? Utu is also to cross limits. So this wind was atiyah. Meaning atiyah in its sound, atiyah in its speed, atiyah in its temperature, atiyah in its effect. Severe and overpowering. Extremely loud, extremely noisy, extremely cold, extremely fast. Intense. Such that the entire nation was wiped out because of this wind. And this wind did not blow upon them for just a day or two, for just an evening. No. Sakharaha alayhim. He subjected it over them. He subjected this wind over these people. Sakharaha alayhim. See the word sakhara is to subject something. 
to put it to service, to put it to a certain work, not give it a choice. Sakhara ala is to impose something on another. It's just stuck to them, not leaving them. So this wind was imposed on these people, meaning it was not going to stop blowing. It was not going to stop being cold. It was not going to stop being fierce and violent until these people were finished. سَخَرَهَا عَلَيْهِمْ For how long? سَبْعَ لَيَالٍ Seven nights. Plural of the word layl. For seven nights this wind blew violently upon them. Did it stop during the day? No. وَثَمَانِيَةَ أَيَّامٍ And eight days. So seven nights with the days in the middle. So it was eight days. Ayam plural of yawm. And this wind, it blew for this entire week. How? Husuma In succession. Continuously. Husum from the root letters hasin mim. And it is said that the word husum is the plural of hasim. Just as shahid, shuhud. So hasim, husum. And hasim is actually used for a person who cauterizes a wound repeatedly. So basically, if there is a wound from which blood is flowing, so what would they do? They would use something extremely hot to kind of seal the wound. You see, now we have stitches and whatnot. Before people didn't have that. So what would they do to seal a wound? They would have to use something extremely hot to seal the wound. So, and it wasn't possible to do it just at once. They would have to do a little bit and then stop because it's unbearable for the person to take that heat for so long. So, apply some pressure with that hot object and then remove it. And then apply pressure with that hot object and then remove it. And then again. And then again. And then again. Until the blood would stop flowing. This is hasim. So there is the meaning of repetition. There is the meaning of continuously doing something. Not stopping it until the objective is achieved. So husum, meaning the wind was blowing continuously. One gust of wind followed by another, followed by another, followed by another, and another, and another. And this went on for seven nights and eight days until what happened? Fatara, then you would see al-qawma, the people, Fiha in it, meaning in their homes, in their city, sar'a, dead. So this wind blew until you found them dead. Sar'a is the plural of the word sadir or sadir from the root letter sadra'in and it gives the meaning of masrur, meaning one who has fallen to the ground. Basically the word sar'a is to collapse and faint. This is the meaning of the word sarah, to collapse, to faint. And if a person is sitting on a chair and they collapse, what would happen to them? Would they remain sitting? No, they would probably fall to the ground. The word is also used for someone who is insane, someone who has lost their mind. Because they're falling around. So sarah means that they were all fallen you wouldn't even find a single person standing. Meaning there was no survivor. No one who was left alive. 
Not a single person. فَتَرَ الْقَوْمَ فِيهَا صَرْعَا Just imagine this entire population devastated, finished. The wind did not stop until it had completed its job. صَرْعَا كَأَنَّهُمْ As if they, and now the dead are described. As if they were أَعْجَازُ نَخْلٍ خَاوِيَةٍ أَعْجَازُ Trunks, plural of the word arjuz. And ain jim zai. It's used for the trunk of a tree. So as if there were trunks of what? Of nakhlin, of date palms. People were lying as if they were trunks of date palms. You see, a date palm tree, the trunk of it, it doesn't even have any branches. Isn't it? It's straight. And yes, right at the top, there are branches. But the trunk, really, it doesn't have any branch, nothing growing from the side of it. Just straight. And on top of that, khawiyah. It was as if these trunks were khawiyah. Khawiyah as an empty and hollow from inside. From the root letters, khawawiyah. Khawa is when something is hollow. It's hollow. On the inside, there is nothing. So for instance, the word is used for for the button. Khawa batnuhu, meaning his button, his stomach is empty. He's hungry. The word is also used for extreme hunger. So, ka'annahum a'ajazu nakhlin khawiya, as if they were hollow trunks of date palms. When does a trunk of a tree become hollow? When? When? When it was chopped off just yesterday? When? Over time. Isn't it? So they were lying as if they had been dead since forever. They had no trace of life. No trace of life. كَأَنَّهُمْ أَعْجَازُ نَخْلٍ خَاوِيَةٍ And date palms are tall. They're huge. And it is said that this nation, the people of this nation, they were tall. They were mighty and strong in their bodies. These people would say about themselves, "Man ashaddu minna quwa." Who is mightier than us in terms of strength? Who's stronger than us? We're the best. We're the strongest. We're the mightiest. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala Himself says about this nation, "Allati lam yuxlaq mithluha fil bilad." They were so strong that nobody like them had ever been created in any city. The likes of them did not exist. And what happened to them? They were lying as if they were a'jazu nakhlin khawiyah. This was the disgrace and humiliation they suffered in this world because of their denial of al-haqqah, of the reality. In Surah Fussilat, Ayah 16, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about this nation, that فَأَرْسَلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ رِيحًا صَرْصَرًا فِي أَيَّامٍ نَحِسَاتٍ We sent upon them a violent, cold, chilly wind in days that were nahisat, that were unlucky for them. لِنُذِيقَهُمْ عَذَابَ الْخِزْيِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا In order that we would make them taste the punishment of disgrace, of humiliation in worldly life. This was their disgrace. Imagine somebody who's so proud of their physical body. مَنْ أَشَدُّ مِنَّا قُوَّةٍ Who's stronger than me? And these same people 
are lying down as if they were hollow trunks of date palms. Allah says, فَهَلْ تَرَى So do you see? لَهُمْ For them, meaning of them, مِنْ any بَاقِيَهْ Remaining one? Do you see any amongst them who remains till today? No, you don't. In other words, did you find any survivor? فَهَلْ تَرَى لَهُمْ مِنْ بَاقِيَةٍ بَاقِيَةٍ as in نَفْسٌ بَاقِيَةٍ Could any person survive? Could anyone remain? No, they were wiped out. They had no descendants. Because you see, for even nations, what do they say? That we are descendants of who? Of those people who came from that land. Right? But these Ad, they went extinct. They were finished. So mighty and strong and physically capable. Completely extinct. Finished. Baqiya can also be understood as any remnant. Anything that they left behind. Do you see any remnant? No. They were wiped out. وَجَاءَ فِرْعَوْنُ And there came Fir'aun. Earlier, who was mentioned at the beginning of the surah? Ad and Samud, they denied. What happened to them? Their fate is mentioned. Who else denied the hour? Allah says, وَجَاءَ فِرْعَوْنُ And Fir'aun also came with his denial, with his sin, with his injustice, with his crimes. وَمَنْ قَبْلَهُ And he was not the only one who came after Ad and Samud. There were also those before him. As if to say that there were many nations between Ad, Samud and Fir'aun. Many. وَمَنْ قَبْلَهُ وَالْمُؤْتَفِكَاتُ And also the mu'tafikats, The overturned cities. Mu'tafikat is a plural of mu'tafika. Mu'tafika from the root letters Hamza Fakaf. And ifk is used for a lie, but remember the literal meaning of the word. What does it mean? To turn something. Right? From its original direction. So mu'tafikat are those who were overturned. And this refers to the cities of? Of? Saddum. The people to whom Lut alayhi salam was sent. And these people persisted on their crimes. So what happened? They were turned upside down. As we learn that Jibreel picked them up and threw them back. Turned upside down. وَجَاءَ فِرْعَوْنُ So look at the three that are mentioned in this verse. Fir'aun came. وَمَنْ قَبْلَهُ And those before Fir'aun. وَالْمُؤْتَفِكَاتُ And the overturned cities also. These came, all of these three, they came with what? بِالْخَاطِئَةِ They came with the خَاطِئَةِ What does خَاطِئَةِ mean? Sin, disobedience, crime. Meaning they all committed their crimes. They all had their fair share of denial. Denial of al-haqqa. Khati'a. Of their crimes. Which crimes? Which fi'latul taghiyah? Which crime did they commit? It was of disbelief. It was of denial. It was of oppression. It was of opposition to the messengers. So what happened then? They saw their fate also. فَعَصَوْا So they disobeyed. رَسُولَ رَبِّهِمْ The messenger of their Lord. Which messenger did they deny? The messenger that was sent to them. Allah sent a messenger to Fir'aun. Who was he? 
Musa alayhi salam and also Harun alayhi salam. فَعَصَوْ رَسُولَ رَبِّهِمْ They disobeyed the messenger of their Lord. Allah sent messenger, a messenger to the mu'tafikat also. Who was that messenger? Lut alayhi salam. فَعَصَوْ رَسُولَ رَبِّهِمْ They disobeyed the messenger of their Lord. So what happened? فَأَخَذَهُمْ So he sees them. Who sees them? Allah sees them. With what? أَخْذَةَ الرَّابِيَةِ With an أَخْذَةِ أَخْذَةِ meaning a seizing. It's one act of seizing. أَخْذَةِ One act of grabbing. So أَخْذَةً is seizing, meaning a punishment that was رَابِيَةِ That was ever increasing. That was ever exceeding. أَخْذَةَ الرَّابِيَةِ Rabia is from the root letters Raba, wow. The word riba is also from the same root. And rubu, rabwa, same root. What does it mean? To grow, to increase. Riba, interest is called riba. Why? Because it's an increase on the original amount. Whether it is 0.2%, 0.02%, 0 0.5%, whatever it is. It's an increase. Whatever that increases, a little or a lot. So, rabia fa'ila, meaning one that is increasing. One that is ever growing. Akhdatar rabia, what does it mean? Allah sees them with a punishment that was increasingly intensive. It was worse than anything else that these people had experienced, that these people could have imagined that they could ever have witnessed. It was Rabiyah. It only grew. It only increased. It only became worse with time until they were finished. فَأَخَذَهُمْ أَخْذَةَ الرَّابِيَةِ And you see, I mentioned earlier also that for everything is a limit. There is a maximum amount. Right? So for example, even for water, there is a limit. Meaning, the waves will only come up to a certain limit and then they will go back. Correct? There is movement in the earth but only within a certain limit. And if it goes beyond that limit, there will be devastation. When it comes to heat, when it comes to cold, when it comes to rain, when it comes to wind, there is only a certain limit within which it is in moderation. If it goes beyond that moderation, there will be destruction. So, أَخْذَةَ الرَّابِيَةِ Meaning, it was beyond what they could handle, beyond what they could take. So it destroyed them. فَأَخَذَهُمْ أَخْذَةَ الرَّابِيَةِ إِنَّا Indeed we, لَمَّا When طَغَ الْمَاءُ When the water طَغَى Notice how, repeatedly through different words, what is being mentioned. That how things went beyond the limit. Because whose mulk is this? It is Allah's mulk. He has set these limits and He can remove them if He wishes. إِنَّا لَمَّا طَغَى الْمَاءُ When the water طَغَى When the water overflowed. Again, for water is also a limit. So when it rose very high, so high, that it even went above the mountains. And this is referring to which flood? 
the flood of Nuh alayhi salam. Lamma taghal ma'u. What happened? Hamalnakum. We carried you, O people, fil jariyah in the sailing ship. Hamalnakum fil jariyah. Jariyah from the root letters jim raya, jara yajri is to flow, to proceed. And jariyah is a vessel that moves forward. What is this vessel that flows? It's a ship. Which ship is this? The ship built by Nuh alayhi salam. So hamalnakum fil jariyah, we carried you in the ship. Were you there? Were you there in that ship? But Allah says hamalnakum. Were the Arabs there when this Quran was revealed? The Arabs who witnessed the revelation of the Quran, were they there? Were they present? No, but Allah says hamalnakum. How so? Because it was our ancestors. And had they not been saved, we would not be there today. When Allah saved them, He saved us. Hamalnakum, we carried you, meaning your ancestors, your forefathers. This is the reason why Nuh salam is called Adam Uthani, the second Adam, the second father of all humanity. Because after him, all of humanity came from who? From his descendants. So, Hamalnakum fil jariyah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning His favor upon us over here. لِنَجْعَلَهَا So that we would make it. لَكُمْ for you. Make what for you? This incident or this ship. We make it for you تَذْكِرَةً A reminder. This ship is a reminder or this incident is a reminder. What incident? Where some were saved and many were punished where some survived. And those who survived became your ancestors. It is from their progeny that you have come. So this is a tadkira, a reminder, meaning something that is not to be forgotten. This is an incident that you can never forget. This is a lesson that you must not forget. It's an unforgettable lesson. Which is why if you think about it, this is an incident that we believe in. This is an incident that majority of the people of this world believe in. Isn't it so? The story of Prophet Nuh salam, Noah's Ark, is not just limited to Muslims. Right? Many other people also believe in it because it's an unforgettable lesson. You cannot ignore it. It's a tadkira. You wouldn't be here if Allah didn't save those people. لِنَجْعَلَهَا لَكُمْ تَذْكِرَةً وَتَعْيَهَا And it would retain it. Who would retain it? Udunun Ears that are wa'iyah, that are receptive. Receptive ears would retain the story and the lesson to be learned from it. What does it mean by these words? Ta'iyaha and wa'iyah. Both of these words are from the root letters wa'ainya. Wa'i. And wa'i is to retain something in memory. To not forget it. The word wi'a is used for, remember wi'a'i akhihi, Surah Yusuf, right? Packed baggage. Meaning luggage that has been tied, that has been packed. Why is it that when you travel, you keep your stuff in a suitcase, and then you close it, and then you put a lock on it? Why do you do that? To ensure that your stuff makes it safely to the other side. Isn't it? Why don't you just take a carry bag, or like a paper bag, right? And just put stuff in it, and put that in the baggage deposit. Why don't you do that? Because it's not closed properly. And if it's not closed properly, what's going to happen? Things are going to fall out. 
So wi'a is used for baggage that is fully packed and closed. Fully packed and closed. Closed as in it's tied from the top, sealed from the top. There is a rope around it or there's something around it to ensure that what's kept inside will stay inside. So ta'yaha, it would retain it. Because you see many things we hear, right? And we hear those sounds, they make it to our brain, right? We perceive them, we understand them, we remember them, but then what happens? What happens? A few minutes later, we forget. A few days later, we forget. Allah says, ta'yaha, it must retain it. Meaning not forget it. Who must not forget it? Udunun wa'iyah, the receptive ears. Meaning those who have truly grasped and taken in and contained within them and kept within them this lesson, this blessing, this mercy of Allah. Never forget this favor of Allah. He saved you. We think about the story of Nuh and we're like, oh lucky people, they survived. But when Allah favored them, He also favored us. Don't forget this lesson. Let's listen to the recitation of the verses up until this point. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Al-Haqqah Mal-Haqqah Wa ma adraka Mal-Haqqah Kazzabat Thamud Sarakaanahum <laughs> فَعَصَوْا رَسُولَ رَبِّهِمْ فَأَخَذَهُمْ أَخْذَةً رَابِيَةً إِنَّا لَمَّا طَغَى الْمَاءُ حَمَلْنَاكُمْ فِي الْجَارِيَةِ لِنَجْعَلَهَا لَكُمْ تَذْكِرَةً وَتَعْيَهَا أُذُنٌ وَاعِيَةً 